ফুলহ <laughs> It is of great importance being Muslims that we have a clear understanding as to how the kalam of Allah the Quran was revealed to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam understanding the methodology of revelation when we study tafsir scholars have mentioned that the verses of the Quran have been divided into two sections the ayats the verses 6666 the verses are divided into two sections two categories the first category are of those verses that were revealed to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam after the occurrence of a specific incident and thereafter verses were revealed to Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam giving him information clarity of that incident that had occurred at times you will find that a group of people came to rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam and they said to him that we have a question for you and many a times rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam would say to them wait until my allah informs me and so wahi would come revelation would come and so many of the verses of the quran were revealed to nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam possibly after a scenario an incident that occurred and in clarity to that incident verses were revealed to rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam and then the second section the second category of verses are those ayats for which no incident had occurred and generally whenever allah wished Jibreel Amin would come down and revelation would be given to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam scholars have mentioned that the majority of the verses of the Quran are of the second category 
that many many verses the majority of the verses of the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have no incident to it for revelation and that is also mentioned in the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says kitabun anzalnahu ilayka litukhrijan nasa minaz zulumati ilan nur that we have revealed to you O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wahi kitab so that the Quran can take humanity out from darkness and bring them into lights and give them nur so the Quran is a book of guidance yes there are many verses that were revealed for a particular or a specific incident that might have occurred or a question posed to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and in reference to that question revelation came to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam but generally as a whole the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the book of guidance we must not treat it as a textbook no one can no one has a monopoly over the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala no mufassir, no scholar it is the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we understand it as in as we have been explained by Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and as the companions have understood that is how we understand the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for this session I will ask the brothers to have their mashallah minds switched on and so you have to bear with me and inshallah we will slowly go through how there are different types of verses of the Quran I'll try to make it a bit brief so we can digest every information of the verses of the Quran scholars have mentioned that at times you will find verses of the Quran that have got uh, a different a, a different uh, narration and also a, a different uh, method of revelation so for an example you will find that one wahi one revelation that came to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam of a particular verse that might have been revealed to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam for many other incidents so you have a single ayat a single verse revealed to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam for many different incidents a single verse is revealed to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam for many different incidents and inshallah ta'ala when I put an example forward it will become very very clear if you look at the verse of Surah Tawbah in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَمَا كَانَ اسْتِغْفَارُ إِبْرَاهِيمَ لِأَبِيهِ and also the verse above مَا كَانَ لِلنَّبِيِّ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَنْ يَسْتَغْفِرُوا لِلْمُشْرِكِينَ it has been recorded that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was very fond of his uncle Abu Talib Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam wanted Abu Talib to embrace Islam someone who was always there for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and also very very supportive he was the pillar of support for Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam in Makkah 
And in return, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam wanted him to embrace Islam. When Abu Talib was breathing his last, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam quickly came to the room and looked at his uncle and said to him, Ya Ammi, O oh my uncle, Kul la ilaha illallah. Bas, just say, La ilaha illallah, and I am a witness to your kalima. Bas. Just say, La ilaha illallah. That is all I want to hear from you. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was very, very eager. But at the same time, you had the leaders of the Quraysh, all related to Abu Talib, Abu Jahl and his cronies, followers, his entire team that was there. And when they saw Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam giving Abu Talib the da'wah of Islam, very quickly they came. Oh, and they said, Abu Talib, again reigniting the flare of jahiliyyah. And they said to him, are you going to abandon the religion of your forefathers Abu Talib for your nephew? Taunting Abu Talib. And Hidayat is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So everyone gathered. All the kuffara in the room and also Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam is in the room. And Rasulullah is saying, Kul la ilaha illallah. Kul la ilaha illallah. But you say la ilaha illallah and that is it. But scholars have mentioned that the father of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an died in the state of kufr. That is the aqidah, the belief of the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'at. As for the Shias, it's difficult for them to digest and swallow this pill. They say that no, Abu Talib died as a Muslim. And why? What love do they have for Abu Talib? Because he was the father of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala and very blindly discarding all the verses and the authentic narrations of the hadith closing all that and saying no 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 because he's related to Hazrat Ali he is a Muslim but the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'at have said that he died in the state of Kufr Allah gives hidayah to whom he wills look at the Quran Nuh alayhi salatu was salam said to his own child my son come to me and come to my boat, come to my, MashaAllah, what I have ma- made here, and this is the hukam of Allah. Come and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will save you. And you will find Lut alayhi salam's wife, wife to be a, a kafira also, which is mentioned in the Quran. Uh, Allahu Akbar. From the uncles of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, only two were Muslims. Only two. Subhanallah alazim. And so Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam tried his very best, but ulama have mentioned that he died in the state of kufr. After his death, it was the habit of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, in love of his uncle, he would often make dua for his uncle Abu Talib and ask for istighfar on behalf of Abu Talib. So Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam would make a dua that, Ya Allah, forgive my uncle. Ya Allah, forgive my uncle for whatever he did. Forgive him. And Rasulullah would do istighfar, repent on behalf of Abu Talib. Until these verses were revealed to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, in which a categorical prohibition is mentioned, 
and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was stopped from this. And Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam read the verses that this ayat karima was revealed to me. Ma kana lin nabiyyi wal amanu it is not befitting for the nabi and for the believers an yastaghfiru lil mushrikeen that they do istighfar for the mushrikeen that's a simple translation it is not befitting for the nabi and also for the followers of the nabi as in the muslims that they repent they do istighfar on behalf of the mushrikeen once this ayat karima was revealed to nabi karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam in which he was said he was told that no, you cannot do istighfar for that person who is a mushrik. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam immediately stopped. So this ayat karima was revealed for a particular incident. And that incident is mentioned in Bukhari and also Muslim that it was because what Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam had in his heart that deep love for Abu Talib that he wanted Abu Talib to to depart from this dunya in that condition of iman and when he didn't rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam made dua for him and rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam because of the verses that were revealed he he understood and immediately he also stopped now when you look at the other books of ahadith so for an example if you look at the sunan of imam tirmizi rahmatullah alayhi there is another narration and hazrat ali radiyallahu ta'ala an is the narrator he quotes the same ayat, the same verse, but for a different incident. The same verse, but for a different incident. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an had met with this person who was making dua for his parents who had passed away and all of them were mushrikeen, mother and father. They were mushrikeen. So Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an said to him that how can you make istighfar for your parents who died in the state of kufr? So that man said that, O oh Ali, Hazrat Ibrahim alayhi salam made dua for his father and that is in the Quran. So I am also making dua for my father who died in kufr. Because Ibrahim alayhi salam also made dua. But in the beginning, Ibrahim alayhi salam made dua, but later on again the verses were revealed. وَمَا كَانَ اسْتِغْفَارُ إِبْرَاهِيمَ لِأَبِيهِ إِلَّا عَمَّ وَعِدَةٍ وَعَدَهَا إِيَّا فَلَمَّا تَبَيَّنَ لَهُ أَنَّهُ عَدُوٌّ لِلَّهِ تَبَرَّأَ مِنْ إِنَّ إِبْرَاهِيمَ لَأَوَّاهٌ حَلِيمٌ And again, Ibrahim alayhi salatu was salam was clearly informed that the father died in the state of kufr, and he also immediately stopped. He also immediately stopped. So when he said this to Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an, Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an did not respond. When this incident was brought to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam read this ayat karima to him, مَا كَانَ لِلنَّبِيِّ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَنْ يَسْتَغْفِرُوا لِلْمُشْرِكِينَ The same verse. The same verse. And so Hazrat Ali says, because of this incident, this ayat karima was revealed to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now someone who's not well versed in tafsir, if you read the different books of a hadith, one will wonder that how come there is this discrepancy, this uh, two meanings to one verse. Now we need to understand Allahu Akbar, the Quran does not confuse anyone. The Quran is the kalam 
of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, for that matter, there is no confusion even in the hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Though we, we haven't got that capacity to understand the uloom, the knowledge of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Shawaliullah Muhaddis Dehelvi rahmatullah alayhi. One of the greatest scholars of this ummah. What a great man that he was. And he gives us a beautiful explanation. He says that the revelation would only be once. The revelation that came was only once. So, Makana lin Nabi wal Lazina Amunun Yastakfirulil Mushrikin was revealed to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam only once. But at times, in the lifetime of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when similar incidents would occur that would carry the same pattern as the first incident that would carry the same pattern as the first incident Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would again infuse the same verse in the heart of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and that is another category of revelation so at times it was not through Jibreel Amin that Jibreel Amin would come and recite the words of Allah and Rasulullah would recite after him. But another scope of category was also that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam would be sitting and Allah would inspire verses in his heart. So the same verse would be infused into the heart and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam would refresh that same verse for that particular incident. And so what would happen is that the revelation is only one. That verse was only revealed to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam only once. But Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was informed. And this was a direct connection. Even without Jibreel Amin being there. So there was no intervention of Jibreel Amin. This was a direct connection from Allah to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So when an incident occurred... Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would immediately read the verse of the Qur'an to clarify the matter and say, no, no, what you are doing is wrong. Allah says, مَا كَانَ لِلنَّبِيِّ وَالَّذِينَ آمُنُوا يَسْتَغْفِرُوا لِلْمُشْرِكِينَ And so the companions that were there, they would narrate this incident and say that this verse was revealed for this, for this scenario, for this incident that had occurred. Itni baat san So it's not about two different verses that have been mixed up aliyazubillah aliyazubillah no that is not the case sahabai kiram ajma'in were very very careful everything they would quote was endorsed by rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam so for every incident that occurred rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam would recite the verses to them so only for uh, one incident the revelation would be revealed to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam but at times Allah's Nabi would recite the same verse three times, four times, five times that was entirely up to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because the Quranic injunctions that would apply were the same the Quranic injunctions that would apply to that, to that story to that incident was also all the same so you die as a mushrik you are not to make dua for Anyone, even if they are your relations. At times, my respected brothers, you will find that the Quran, the verses revealed to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, speak of a specific name. And when the Quran speaks of a specific name, then the subject matter is only related to that 
identity to that person only. When the Quran speaks of a name, then the subject matter of that verse is only related to that person. It is not jais for anyone to generalize the verse of the Quran. See, you'll find some people, they want to form their own opinion, they find a translation and say, this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, what is your opinion? And I, I remember that uh, when we were in America, in Hagastown in America, I saw groups of people that were sitting that would read the Quran and make a translation and they would say, right, what is your opinion? Yeah. And what is your opinion? Mm-hmm. And they would come out with their own opinions. Astaghfirullah yeah. huh? So we have to be very, very careful with the verses of the Qur'an. We, we need a lot of knowledge to understand the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A lot of knowledge. Allahu Akbar. And personally I have a habit, if you tell me to stand and do a bayan, I would never do a bayan. Generally, my experience to you. I would never do a bayan. Until I have checked, verified the subject, the topic, every detail, and only then I could sit on the pulpit and say, alright, this is the subject and we will carry out. Koi, nani ma ke halwe hai meri azizo? Ke you sit and you just talk. Allahu Akbar. We have to be very, very careful. Each verse, Allahu Akbar. It's a preparation sometimes two weeks back, 14, 15 days. And even when you're sitting, you're thinking, right, is, it the, is this the verse? You look at that book, you look at this book, making sure that the information that is given is so said 100% right. So for an example, a specific name given in the Quran would only be uh, related to that identity. And to give you an example, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was, he climbed the mountain of Safa and from the mountain of Safa he gathered all the people that come to me, especially the leaders of the Quraysh and he invited them to Islam. Abu Lahab was there also. Abu Lahab disrespected Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he said, Tabban laka ya Muhammad, ali hadha da'awtana? The words are very harsh. The word tabban in Arabic denotes curse and disrespect when you want to curse someone. So he was actually cursing Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And he said, is this why you have gathered us here, O Muhammad, so that we listen to you? Immediately Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is adatullah. That Allah at times punishes a person immediately the one who disrespects a Nabi, or at times Allah gives him respite. And then he is punished severely. So in the case of Abu Lahab, he was taken into grip immediately. The same word that he used to disrespect Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Allah transferred that into the verse, into a verse of the Quran, and until the day of Qiyamah, Every time the Imam or individuals read Suratul Lahab, you are actually giving baddua to Abu Lahab. You are actually cursing Abu Lahab. So he said, Tabban laka ya Muhammad to Rasulullah. Allah in return said, Tabbat yada Abi Lahab watab. That may the hands of Abu Lahab perish and be cut off and may he be destroyed completely. So every time you read this verse, uh, it is baddua, it is a curse to Abu Lahab. But in this chapter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of Abu Lahab. 
Now, this chapter is only specific for who? Abu Lahab. One cannot say, no, this is not the Abu Lahab, and anyone like Abu Lahab is also included in this chapter. You cannot generalize the name of Abu Lahab. It is specific to Abu Lahab only. You will find in the Quran, the Kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, many names that are mentioned. So for an example, the name of Musa alayhi salam, Isa alayhi salam. You cannot mix the verses, you cannot generalize the sayings of the Prophet, Anbiya alayhi salatu was salam. You have to make sure that whatever you say, it, it is within the boundary of what the Prophet, Anbiya alayhi salatu was salam, have mentioned. So you have the names of all the Prophets. In fact, you have the name of one only one Sahabi in the Quran, whose name is Hazrat Anybody who knows? Anybody? Can you just lift your heart to chakra? Heart to chakra. Ji, Hazrat Zaid, Jazakallah. Only one, Hazrat Zaid, radiyallahu taala. As far as Awliyaullah are concerned, two are mentioned in the Quran: Hakim Luqman and Hazrat Zulqarnain. Hakim Luqman and Hazrat Zulkarnain. Two are mentioned. وَإِذْ قَالَ لُقْمَانُ لِبْنِهِ And Ya Zulkarnain is also mentioned in the Quran. And when we look at women, only one woman has been mentioned by name and that is the mother of Isa alayhi salatu wasalam, Maryam. So we have to be very, very specific. So in the time of Isa alayhi salam, Jesus, Isa alayhi salam said to Banu Israel, and this is mentioned in Surah Tusaf, in Surah Tusaf, in the 28th para, where he got all of the Banu Israel, the Jewish community together, and he said to them, Inni Rasulullah, look, I am the Nabi of Allah, Musaddiqan lima bayna yadayya min al-Tawrah, wa mubashiran bi-Rasulin ya'ti min ba'di ismu Ahmad. And I'm giving you the glad tidings, clearly, that after me a Nabi will come, and these are the words of Isa alayhi salam. That after me a man will come whose name is? Ahmad. Ahmad. Can you see that Ahmad? And so the name of Rasulullah is also Ahmad. So there is no two meanings to Ahmad. Who is referred here when you say about Ahmad? Who is Ahmad? Hazrat Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So we need to understand the science, the laws of tafsir and how... Uh, Quran was revealed to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Shockingly, the Qadianis say that this Ahmad refers to Mirza Gulam Ahmad Qadiani. Shockingly, that the Qadianis say that this ayat refers to Mirza Gulam Ahmad Qadiani. Uh, and this is again the tragedy. Allahu Akbar. We have the kuffar that are number one enemies of Islam and Qadianism is again uh, another enemy for the Muslimin and we have to be very very careful a lot of the brothers have this sky package in their houses, sky package TV, Musaba, you don't, ne? you're halal 100% halal MashaAllah, Musaba is HMC approved no TV, excellent no TV. Very good. That is how it should be. Okay. Very good. But just to inform brothers. Now when I speak about Sky Package, I'm not giving anybody the license, mashallah, huh, 
No problem, Morana speaks about it in the masjid, so carry on, do what you want. No, don't misquote me. Don't misquote me. It's not about halal and haram issue here. What I am saying that there are a lot of Muslim channels, and there are a lot of Muslims who watch the Qadiani channel. A lot of Muslims. In fact, I have personally met people and they say, Oh, Maurice, have you seen that there is always a good discussion? And I think it's called the Ahmadiyya channel or the Muslim, Muslim TV. Ahmadiyya channel. Ahmadiyya channel. First, they, they don't like to be called Qadianis. You see, you call them a Qadiani, it's like swearing at them. If you call them a Qadiani, it's like swearing at them. And they like to be called Ahmadi. What do they like to be called? Ahmadiyya. Ahmadiyya. If you call them Ahmadis, they are very happy. And so they say that the Ahmad mentioned in Surah Al-Saf is who? Al-Yazu Billah, Al-Yazu Billah, Mal'oon, Mirza Ghulam, Ahmad Qadiani. So we have to be very, very careful, my respected brothers. That is why the Mufassirin have mentioned verses that speak specifically of a name. Subject matter is only uh, to that person mentioned. To that person mentioned. And you cannot generalize the, the, the verse revealed to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Itni And then you get the other verses in which the name is not mentioned. Sunay. The name is not specifically mentioned, but it refers to a particular person or a group of people. The name is not mentioned, but it, but it refers to a particular person or a group of people. And inshallah brothers will understand uh, if I put in front of you one example of the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in Surah Al-Layl Allah says that وَسَيُجَنَّبُهَا الْأَتْقَ الَّذِي يُؤْتِي مَا لَهُ يَتَذَكَّى Now in this ayat karima no names have been mentioned. But the translation is that some people are completely saved from the fire of Jahannam and these are the people who are the most pious and those who give their wealth for their purification those who give their wealth in the path of Allah for their own purification now although the name has not been mentioned in this verse again this ayat karima is only specific to one person and the subject matter is only related to that one person, you could not generalize this verse. Why? Because of the hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. When this ayat karima was revealed to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he made it clear to the group of companions that this ayat karima that was revealed is in virtue of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. Radiallahu ta'ala. It was the noble habits of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq that he would buy slaves and free them. What would he do? He would buy slaves and free them. This, this is what he would do. Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala and got his life, got his freedom. Who bought him? Who gave him freedom? Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. So this was his noble character. And Allah describes him in the Quran as Atqa, the most muttaqi. What does Allah describe him? Atqa means that there is no one muttaqi like him. In the ummah, the greatest muttaqi is the khalifa of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who is Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, 
radiyallahu ta'ala an Allahu Akbar I, I was viewing some of the websites and when I was listening to the bayan of Maulana Ziaur Rahman Faruqi Shaheed of Pakistan so I punched his name just to hear some of his bayans beautiful bayans a great scholar of the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'at then on the side it, it gave some information of the, the Shia lectures the Shia lectures so just out of being a bit curious I went into that to see what they would speak and I was shocked and amazed my respected brothers openly, openly swearing at Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq openly swearing at Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us Allah keep us firm and steadfast upon the aqidah of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah and that we should be proud that we are Sunni Muslims and that we take Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq the, the Khalifa of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then Umar Farooq, then Uthman, then Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an. but the Quran describes him to be Atqa what does the Quran describe him to be? Atqa, the most muttaki and the, and the man who gave a lot of money in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so you get different verses in the Quran at times one verse for different incidents at times a specific name that is only specific to that person at times there is no name but it is only specific to that person and at times you will find that verses that, reveal, that are revealed to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam are revealed for a particular incident but have a general application in life have a universal application have a universal message that means you could now generalize the verses of the Quran though it, it has been revealed for one particular incident but it is a general rule kitni minute hai azan ko a few minutes are we are all going to sit for Isha aren't we inshallah so just seven minutes so for an example if you open up the very opening verses of Suratul Mujadila 28th para my respected brothers inshallah if we even understand a bit of how the Quran was revealed it can save a person's iman really it can save a person's iman because there is a lot of confusion out there a lot of give you a lot of people give you uh, different interpretation of verses and sometimes the mind cannot understand so if we have an understanding inshallah it will be a pillar of support for us so if you open up the 28th para the beginning verses allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says qad sami'a allahu qawla allati tujadiluka fi zawjiha wa tashtaki ila allah wallahu yasma'u tahawurakuma inna allaha sami'un basir Allahu Akbar, an old lady comes to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam with a stick. And she says, she's act, the word to jadilu means to have a debate. And Allah says that I have heard the words, the words of that lady, tujadiluka, that debates with you for her husband, that is debating with you for her husband. وَتَشْتَكِي إِلَى اللَّهِ And she has filed a complaint to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah says, وَاللَّهُ يَسْمَعُ تَحَاوْرَكُمَا And that Allah is listening to both of your conversation. Allah is saying Allah is listening to both of your conversation. And Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha says, All praises be to Allah who is the most pure. When this lady came to my room, 
I was very close to her. But even then I could not hear her clearly as to what she was speaking, what she was saying to Rasulullah. But pure is my Allah that could hear everything that she spoke to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And there's a confirmation of that in the Quran. Wallahu yasma'u tahawrakuma. Allah heard everything that you had said. Everything. And Hazrat Aisha was so close, she said, I could barely hear her. And Allah could hear her. Allah heard her up above the seven heavens. Subhanallah al-Azim. And so she came complaining and she said, Ya Rasulullah, at this old age, my husband, when he came to me, he said to me, Anti kazahri ummi, anti kazahri ummi, that you for me are like the back of my mother. You for me is like the back of my mother. Now, this was uh, the method of how in the pre-Islamic era, when a person wanted to break off complete marital ties with a lady, what he would do is he would equate the wife with mother. Like how it is haram to cohabit with a mother, he is saying that now there is no cohabitation between me and you, and that... I want to break off all relationship with you. And so this was a permanent say talaq. That all marital ties have been broken off. So if they were, if they wanted to break off with a lady, they would say, Anti kazahari ummi, you're like my mother. You're like my mother. And that is why my respected brothers, we have to be very, very careful. Huh? When it comes to describing our good partners, that should be my mushtaq. Maybe your wife is listening, huh? What do you call her? We won't say anything right now. But we have to describe her in beautiful words. And you can't say to her, Oh, my mother, listen to me. It can be very dangerous when you say my mother. And you can't even say sister. So we have to be careful when you choose the words describing the wife. And so you can't say mother. She's not your mother. Allah, she's your wife. She's your why? Well, she's not your sister, she's your wife. So we have to be very, very careful. So in the pre-Islamic era, what would happen is that when they wanted to finish off marital ties, relationship, they'd say, right, you're like my mother. Your back is like the back of my mother. Finished. And she came and she said, Ya Rasulullah, at this age, I'm an old lady, this man. And the name of the husband was Hazrat Aus. Hazrat Aus, radiallahu ta'ala, an old man also. And he said, that's it. And... He just said that that's it, anti kazahri ummi, that you are like the back of my mother. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Ya khawla, at this minute Allah has not revealed to me any ruling of the matter you ask me, your questions. So go away. And in one narration, it is said that when she was going, she was mumbling words and she says that, for every other person, the, the revelation comes to you, Ya Rasulullah. For every other person, revelation comes to you. But for this old woman, revelation has not come to you. And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam smiled and said, Wait, khawla, wait, wait, wait. And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, mashallah, was blessed with ahkam, with revelation, in which the sharia abolished the system of jahiliyyah that this system of divorcing is 
unacceptable in Islam. You could not say anti kazahri ummi. But, that, but then divine laws of divorce, talaq were revealed to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam that if you want to divorce your wife, this is the method. And a lot of these people have uh, this understanding that if they want to divorce the wife, they have to say talaq three times. This is incorrect. Incorrect. You say, if you wanted to, you don't say this, huh? You don't say this. But if you wanted to, the last resort, if you were tired, then you just give her one talaq. What is it? One talaq. When she is in that state of cleanliness, she could read her salah, give her one talaq. After her three menses, she is free, you are free. So you can marry who you want and she can marry who she wants. Everything will dissolve. It is the same. So why do you want to give her three talaq? You only give one talaq. Kitni talaq din One talaq. And time does not allow me. More questions, inshallah, we can meet up at another time. But a masla, the masla is that you give her one talaq. After three menses, she is parik from your nikah. So Quran abolishes this system of saying anti kazahri ummi, what, is, what was known as uh, zihar in the time of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And so if anyone was to say uh, in the ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam to the wife that your back is like the back of my mother, then he would be penalized. He would have to pay the penalty. And uh, Quran says that what he has to do, the first thing is to free a slave. To free a slave. Slavery here? No. You can't free a slave. Then the second option is to fast for two months consecutively. Two months fasting. Without break. Without break huh? Or otherwise the third option is to feed 60 people. Now when Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam called the husband of Hazrat Khawla, this old man with a stick walking. Right? You have to free a slave. And he looked at Rasul sallallahu wasallam and he said, Ya Rasulullah, where am I going to buy a slave and free him? I have no money. And then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam gave him the second option, okay? Then fast for two months. And you know what he said? He said, Ya Rasulullah, if I don't eat twice in a day, I lose my eyesight. <laughs> he said, I am so weak that if I don't eat twice a day, I lose my eyesight. He was so weak. He says, I have to eat so I can see. And you are telling me to keep Rosa for, for two months. And then Allah's Nabi said, okay. Then feed 60 people. He said, Ya Rasulullah, in Medina there is no one more poor, miskin than us. I am uh, a miskin. I have got no capacity. I haven't, I'm not in that position to feed 60 people. Yeah. I'm a poor man myself. And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam smiled at him. And he called the companions and said, Chalo bhai chanda karo. Help us, help us. And the sahabai kiram ajma'een helped him and they provided him with food uh, so that he could feed 60 people, 60 masakeen. And so by helping Hazrat Aus radiallahu ta'ala an, he was free from this sin of saying anti kazahri ummi. So this ayat karima was revealed to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam for a particular incident, but the rules and the laws, the Quranic injunctions of this ayat karima have a universal application. So, whatever happens now, if one was to say something to the wife, 
the ulama would refer to the verses of the Qur'an to even Surah Al-Mujadala and see what the laws are in the Qur'an and it even would be applied today. So I've just given to you, my respected brothers, an example of four different verses, of four different types of verses. There, is, there are books upon books that have been different, uh, that have been mentioned, that describe to us the differences in how revelation was revealed to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, inshaAllah ta'ala. If brothers want more information, then my advice to all of you would be to enroll in a Darul Ulum and become scholars. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا أَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ دُعَاكَرْ لَيْهِ اللهم صلي على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي لمي وعلى آله وسلم تسليما اللهم تقبل منا وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم نستغفرك ونتوب إليك سمينا وطانا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير برحمتك يا رحم الله